0: Eat, drink, smoke where we eat the fine food, drink the fine bourbon, smoke the fine cigars. Tony Katz, Fingers Malloy here at Blend Bar Cigar, Indianapolis, Indiana. Brought to you by Fanimation, Fanimation Fanimation.com. The great sponsor and with 9,000 degree temperatures outside. Ceiling fan is a good idea. This whole heat wave that's going on is insane. Uh, The whole Midwest, then it's going to be the whole East Coast. Temperatures 110, 112. It's just awful. But your Fanimation ceiling fan will make you feel great. Fanimation.com. We start with the bourbon. I mean, we got a lot of political talk. This has been one of the most surreal, amazing, frightening, what the hell is wrong with us political weeks in a good, in a good long time. And we're going to get it. I've been trying to explain to people, like, I think this is Trump's worst week. As president, it's, it's not as president, in his presidency. Trump's worst week in his presidency, and it was still worse for the left. Like, that's, it, it's crazy. We'll get to it in a second, but we are reviewing the High West American Prairie bourbon. This right here uh, is a blend of uh, three whiskeys. It's got a mash bill of 75% corn, 20% rye, and 5% uh barley malt uh and it it's uh, mixed with a, a six-year kentucky bourbon and a 13-year uh kentucky bourbon a non-chilled filtered uh it is uh, uh 46 abv so what is that it's a 92 proof it's a 92 proof so not too high uh in in the uh in the pain threshold at least for me uh and this is candy corn a bit of honey uh Almost a, a, a bread kind of feel. Give you a finish of vanilla and caramel apple. Now, we start at neat, as we always do, Fingers Molloy. I'm getting what? the honey right on the nose. Because you,
1: you look like you're constipated. What was that? Were you, were you just having a? That's my I'm a bad boy with a sensitive side look. Well, oh, oh, okay. You know, I, I haven't
0: been on your Tinder profile uh, in, in hours. So, okay. You get honey on the nose? A little bit. A little bit. Yeah, but it's sweeter than that. Uh, one of the one of the reviews discusses it as Honey Nougat.
1: I, that's interesting. Um, I, I saw Honey Nougat open for Trisha Yearwood back in 89. <laughs> it was a great show. <laughs>
0: of, course, of course you did.
1: Um, now, High West has got a series of things.
0: They've got a ride. They've got a couple different kinds of things going on. Are, are you ready for this? Oh, are you doing well, this? I, am I ready for this? Hey, do it. Do it. It's it, 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 it To your health. And, mm, mm.
1: It's Trisha Yearwood. Oh, that is sweet.
0: Sweeter than I thought. And only afterwards do you get a slight sting on the tongue. Nothing nothing on the back of the throat. Definitely warm in the chest. Yeah. Holy cow. <laughs> oh, that is oh, that is toasty. I'm gonna need a nap. <laughs> I'm gonna need a nap. Oh, that is that is
1: a, a good level of sweet. Finish a vanilla and
0: caramel apple. But not That's,
1: overpowering. Mm. It, it's, it, it's not like you're, you're sucking down a schnapps.
0: <laughs> what? What, what, what? I have no idea what it means to suck down a schnapp. Okay. I've never. Have you just done straight schnapps? Like, man, uh, I need to get wasted. In high school? Oh. <sighs> I never did. I, I missed out clearly on all the good times
1: of not downing peach schnapps like it's my job. Hey, when, you, when, you, <laughs> when you were in high school, you would just grab whatever you could drink.
0: Uh, it, this is, I almost want to argue it's too sweet. For, to, to for, for bourbon I don't even know if that makes sense it's not it's not bad no no there's no no there, please don't get me wrong. there's nothing bad about this but I think that in in, in the doing the podcasts as we've been doing them um, I like a I like a greater profile and this is it's a dessert bourbon yeah, this is pretty sweet I, I don't I don't disagree. I'm not saying it's bad either the nose is wonderful. You know, with the honey, and, and, and there's a little more sweetness there than... A, a thicker sweetness in the honey is, is, I guess, what I'd call it. Um,
1: I think you would definitely like it on a cube.
0: I mean, this is already chilled. Mine's chilled. Um, I could... St- for people who don't every day, who aren't looking for bourbon to be bourbon, this, this is a little sweeter. It's a little... Oh, God, I'm going to get in trouble. I'm going to say daintier. I'm going to get so much trouble for that. Hmm.
1: You no, just basically said this it. is what your wife or girlfriend would drink
0: I totally did I absolutely and that's what I was thinking and I didn't want to say it that way and that is so sexist wrong of me my it's God 2019 I Tony I know you can't talk like that you can't think like that uh, it is uh, without question uh, that's it's not but it's not bad it's just th- this is about personal right personal feel it needs to have a little more complexity to it for me on Just being nice, it's nice
1: I think if you have a sweet tooth And you, uh, you know, a lot of people Will have a fancy coffee after Dinner, uh, you you know With the the fancy cream and stuff Uh, If you wanted a bourbon That that would like uh, Kind of take care of your sweet tooth I think this is is a good Yeah, but there are things that we've done Like the Dovetail and and a couple others Where it was a different level of sweet that I,
0: I adored I loved So it's not that I don't like sweet It's that this is almost candies. So this is candy sweet as opposed to fruit sweet, and and I think there's a there's for me a difference in and how those things do uh, on 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 the other side. I am curious. We'll see what April D Gregory.
1: So uh, so you're saying this is uh, if if Skittles made a bourbon, you're thinking that you know Skittles
0: are the worst candy in the history of mankind. I won't even begin to Swedish fish. It's touche. This has been the weirdest week. So in, in the week uh, that, that was prior to this podcast, uh, you had President Trump send out the tweets about uh, the squad, even though he, did, he didn't mention them. He mentioned all these progressive uh, Congress congresspeople. Uh, they always know what to do. They're never happy with America. You know, if, they're, if, if they know so much, why don't they go back to countries uh, to which they're, they're from? Right, He didn't say go back to where you came from. But it was the idea that you should go back to uh, places that you have a historical connection. I think that's how he meant it. It didn't come off that way. Don't get me wrong. And uh, fix those places and then come back. That's what he said. I've said numerous times, bad set of tweets. The only way that was going to be seen, it was uh, go back where you came from. And then, of course, everybody went nuts. And then you had uh, Ilhan Omar of Minnesota. And you had... Um, uh, uh, Ocasio-Cortez of New York Ayanna Pressley of of, um, Massachusetts and Rashida Tlaib of Michigan they're doing press conferences now part of the objective I think from the president and it happened in subsequent tweets which I all thought were fine there's a massive amount of infighting going on in the Democratic Party cannibalism between these four and the uh, new progressives and Nancy Pelosi and the old progressives because as I see it there's no difference in what they want the difference is the timetable, the level of patience they have to get
1: to the place that they maturity want. level.
0: So that's totally true too. Uh, so they are now doing press conferences and and they're looking just rabid. And if if the objective was to make them, you know the uh, the face of the Democratic Party, congratulations, President Trump succeeded. And now you've got this further power struggle. Uh, in and amongst the political left You got this whole massive power struggle Then the North Carolina Rally Happens And people start doing About Representative Ilhan Omar As President Trump is rightfully Describing all her anti-semitism They're doing the Send her back chant Which is a take off of the lock her up uh, Chant Man that, that it did not play well <laughs> It did not play well is an understatement. The president the next day has asked about it. He's in the Oval. He's like, I didn't like it. I, I disagreed with it. Well, then why don't you stop it? Well, yeah, I spoke very quickly, if you didn't notice. All, uh, all due respect, I like the president's policies. He did not speak very quickly. He did exactly what he does. They were chanting. He listened. This is what he does. He takes it in. It, it's, not, it's not new. It's exactly who he is. And then you have people like Representative Ilhan Omar you have, First you have Representative Ocasio-Cortez And everybody else Saying that no, no, the Democrats Are targets They need more security This is all going to get violent As if it hasn't been violent They shot at Steve Scalise The congressman from Louisiana Almost killed him It's been violent So we're all perfectly clear And now they want more security And Ilhan Omar is saying She's going to be President Trump's Worst nightmare That all happened In a six and a half day span. Did I miss any part? Nope. First things first. I'm going to take it from its pieces. The the, the Trump tweets that I'm talking about. The first three, right? Mm Because he had a thought and it was more than the character, so he did three tweets. Not any of the other subsequent ones. The first three. Mm -hmm. Were you bothered by those?
1: Nope. Really? Not at all. Why not? Because I feel that Donald Trump is really I, I don't know how to describe this properly but I, I will say this not only do I not believe uh, he's racist I don't think he's racist he doesn't care what the left thinks of him True. and he treats everyone the same and what I mean by that is if you wrong him he's going to attack you and he's not going to worry if you are a lesbian or you're a white male or you are a, I don't know if we're even allowed to say person of color in 2019 I don't know how to describe any of this anymore without getting into any kind of trouble and I thought that's where we were what we were striving for is to treat everyone the same but the, the dirty little secret is that's not what we're striving for that there should be some protective, cl- protected classes I am not at all patient with what happened this week, especially over the past few weeks you've seen the Antifa violence. Did anybody at that rally pull out a crowbar of tolerance and hit someone over the head with it? Oh, Antifa is
0: violent, man. You're not going to get me to disagree. They're the most violent people out there, and there's not a Democrat who has condemned them. Not a one who has condemned was, was This was uh, Tacoma, Washington. A guy showed up with a, with a firearm, with a rifle and was sending out incendiary devices he lit a car on fire they had to shoot and kill him he was trying to attack the place or he was attacking uh, the place i am with you that I a hundred percent i don't think the president is a racist it's like when they used to call him an anti-semit i'm like stop stop as you know uh, i speak for all the jews i do i <laughs> wow. I, I, sp- I speak for all the jews i used to say i was king of the jews and then some people said to me hey tony that job's been taken so I was like, all right, you know
1: what? What do you get as a spokesman for uh, all the Jews?
0: Um, uh, a discount on dry cleaning. Oh, nice. It's a very, it's a very interesting deal. <laughs> but my shirts are so well-pressed. Who am I to complain? <laughs> um, it was just wrong to do. And it was wrong to do because it got in the way. The Democrats were eating each other alive. Ocasio-Cortez called Nancy Pelosi a racist. You don't get in the way of that. You grab popcorn, you put up your feet, you get yourself a big-ass Diet Coke if you're the president of the United States, and you watch the show. But that's a
1: different conversation. You said, was I bothered by the tweet oh, as far as racially okay. you know, and all that garbage? No. no
0: I, I, and it, it was not racist. He didn't name anybody by name, uh, and, and he didn't say, go back home. I thought that, okay, so, so from that, I get it. But in terms of the politics
1: of it, were I, you bothered by I, it? Y- yes. And you know, there's a way to insert yourself into this in uh, that doesn't rally the troops. And, and to me, he could have gone to a rally and just said, "Wow, a lot of things going on over on the left side of the aisle, isn't there?" And right. and, and and just stay, steer clear. Uh, I, I I do believe that this was a misstep. Now I, I've seen people say, "Listen, uh, this was a brilliant political move because it brought back the idea that uh, the squawk the squad." Uh, The squawk (laughs) Excuse me The squad uh, Is now the face Of the Democratic Party
0: Oh no That's so gonna stick (laughs) The squawk Oh good lord Um, Look There are people who said Oh this is a brilliant move by Trump The objective All of all the tweets Was to bring them front and center Jake Tapper of CNN Put out a Twitter uh, a, A Twitter thread that went on for forever. Ta- he, him talking to Democrats, and say, and Democrats saying off the record, you know, anonymously, oh yeah, the president kicked our butt on this one. He has now made these four the 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 front of the party. I argue you could have done that without the first three tweets. That's my only argument. A hundred percent, it wasn't necessary. You could have done it without those first three tweets. And there's no doubt that making them. The front of the party is exactly what you want to do. There are numbers out that that uh, Representative ocasio Cortez, her face ID is like at seventy nine percent, and her popularity is at twenty two percent. Now that could have been with a certain subset of a subset of a subset, but those numbers are now playing out there in, in and that was what, the among Democrats, wasn't it? I don't recall. I don't. I think that was a, 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 across Republicans. But I doubt she's as popular as media would want us to believe that she's popular. I think that th- there's this woman running against her, uh, Charisse. Oh, God, I can't remember her Republican, last name. Republican, 40 years old. Yeah. Uh, she's Jamaican. Uh, she's an immigrant. Um, and uh, really, really interesting. I'm learning, trying to learn more and more about her. And she's like, I'm sick and tired of this Representative Ocasio-Cortez being in the business of being in her, for her and not worrying about the people of New York, it's going to be that, that race. Charisse Williams, I think, is is, is, is her name. She's going to get more donors out of um, out of district than anybody else in the history of America. She's going to get so many more. Is it Charisse? Give me her find, find her name for me. So you had the original tweet. Then, of course, it was about t- making them the, the face of the party, which was already happening. That was part of the problem. You know, when Pelosi is, is tweeting out and, and her, her chief of staff uh, are t- tweeting out about how the Blue Dog Democrats are basically segregationists. Uh, they're, they're tweeting out that why would you accept the McConnell deal in terms of giving beds to kids? Because it was the Senate deal that, that, that they took. Uh, Murray. Sheree Murray. Sharice Davids is a member of Congress. And Sheree Murray is the woman running against Acacia cortez uh, S-C-H-E-R-I-E is how you spell her name. That woman's going to get all sorts of donations. But they were already going down this road of, like, who was in charge of the party. So Trump could have built upon that. But he, I think he chose the wrong methodology. Then the response from the squad they're doing the interview with Gail King. They're, they're all there in the, in, in the house. They could not have looked more pompous. They could not have looked more um, elitist. They could have n- not looked more... Uh, there's nothing about them that's like, oh, man, I feel for you. Like, nothing whatsoever. And now it was the Democrats fighting each uh, each other again. And you forced Nancy Pelosi to defend these people. You forced her to defend people who had just called her a racist.
1: That's all solid stuff. That's all solid stuff. And what have we seen? We've seen a a vote on impeachment in the House. That didn't go anywhere. Didn't go anywhere. We we saw uh, a resolution to condemn the, the, the tweets. That was... Not only insane, if you don't know about the
0: resolution, Nancy Pelosi has this resolution, calls uh, President Trump uh, a racist. She says she's calling the tweets a racist. She's ruled out, out of order by the House. It was just nonsense. But then we get to the rally. Then we get to the rally and people start doing the send her back chant. She's talking about Ilhan Omar and and they start chanting send her back president wasn't bothered by the chant, April D. Gregory. Hey, how you doing? Someone turn on her microphone.
1: Sorry, she wasn't here, so her mic was off. I know. She's, she's, yeah, she's so wait, busy. I was going
2: to wait for you to finish the segment before I jump to, nah, to the it next one. Doesn't matter. One. Okay.
1: Doesn't matter. You, got, you got your high west. You're drinking.
0: You're doing the thing. Awesome. There is a president. You know what I don't have? What?
2: I don't have an anti-semi in my squad.
0: You, you got to work on that. <sighs> the whole squad is anti-Semitic. Every single one of them. I, and so we're clear. Ilhan Omar, Ocasio-Cortez, Rashida Tlaib, Ayanna Pressley. Now, there are some things about Ayanna Pressley I have questions about, but I'll say the other three, all anti-Semites. I'll s- Based on what they've said, you you, you take a map and you, and you replace Israel with Palestine, what am I supposed to do with that information other than to think of your bigotry? You, you have a calming feeling when you talk about the Holocaust? What else should I possibly uh, think? Uh, you're, you're Ilhan Omar, and, and uh, you're, you're all about the Benjamins. Israel's hypnotized the, the world. What else am I to possibly think? You're Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. You're hanging out. You're talking with, with, with Jeremy Corbyn, one of the most virulent anti-Semites out there. You're, you're proudly associating with Linda Sarsa or the Women's March, who is an anti-Semite. Uh, what else is there to think? Ayanna Presley? She's the one uh, representative from Massachusetts. She's the one who said, we don't need any more brown faces that don't want to be a brown voice. We don't need any more oh, black yeah. faces that don't want to be a black voice. And I'm telling you, I have no idea what that means. All I know is, is if I said that, I think I'd be thrown off radio. You couldn't say it the other way. So I only make the assumption uh, that there is uh, something horrifically racial there that even other people are like, yeah, that's nuts. That's absolutely, positively nuts. But the chant, the send her back chant, was there any question that Trump wasn't trying to interrupt that? Because he wasn't trying to, I'm saying he wasn't trying to interrupt it.
2: Well, I, I didn't see the chant, but I saw multiple people who said they were there say that he tried to speak like, he kind of didn't, he didn't, like, let it happen. He kind of tried to move forward.
0: I'm saying he let it happen. Okay. I'm saying it as clear as day. And I'm not mad at the man. You could have said something. You can argue you should have said something. I don't think that's such a awful thing to say. I actually thought he was going to spin it, as in, yeah, they were saying, send her back to Minnesota. Get her out of office. What do you think she meant? did Like, he- I-, I thought that's how he was going to spin it, and he didn't.
2: So he didn't go back and on a tweet or something? No. Nope. Back- oh, it was okay. all the
0: next morning, right there in the Oval Office, and saying, you know, I didn't like it. I disagreed with it. Okay, you know, so it he did. You know, it wasn't me who said it. They said it right. That was him, at, ip- ipso facto, a day after well. the, 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 the fact, and people were like, yeah, we don't believe you. It was so funny. CNN did, their, did the headline as President Claims to Disavow. Not that he said I disagree with it. No, I, he claims to disavow. They hate him so much. They hate him so much. How bad is this chance for him? How bad?
1: You don't think it's anything? No, it's nothing. I, it's one of those things that uh, will be played up. That will be hyped up by the media, but I don't think it hurts them with voters. The people who. People are going to see exactly what they want to see when something like that happens. Trump supporters are going to look at that and say to themselves, eh, whatever, it's not racist. Uh, If you're looking for everything to be racist, Especially when it comes to uh, President Trump, then uh, oh my gosh, these this crowd was the biggest set of bigots in in the world. I'm just I'm I'm done with all this. I don't need any more soapbox speeches from the left, especially after what's ha- what happened in in Portland. Uh, what what continues to to uh, be hurled at this president, and, and they're making they're making me a trumper, and I don't want to be a trumper,
2: Tony. I <laughs> yes, really you do. don't. I give
1: really in. don't. Just give in but, already. W- but when you've got you got. Uh, A reporter confronted Lindsey Graham, I believe it was yesterday, yesterday, saying you you saw John McCain and how he treated uh, a woman at a town hall, saying that she wasn't, and I'm paraphrasing, uh, didn't trust uh, Barack Obama because he was a closet Muslim, and John McCain stepped in and said, we are not going to have any of that. Mm -hmm. Why don't you expect the same out of Donald Trump? Where are these questions to Democrats? Why are Democrats not being asked one one after another after another Antifa, do do you condemn them? Do you do you uh, what do you think of the violence? Actually, I'm, I'm sick of it. Cortez, Omar,
0: and Presley were all asked this by right wing media the halls. Yes, uh, I think it was Rebel TV that asked the question. They refused to answer. They refused. They they were they were silent. They wouldn't respond at all. And it's an easy easy thing to do to say, "Yeah, I'm not in, in favor of people being violent." But the, the, the follow-up to the chance is Ilhan Omar goes back to Minnesota, right? Session's done. They go back to their district. Heroes welcome, as Huffington Post puts it. Heroes welcome. People were cheering and screaming. And she does a thing there where she says she's going to be Trump's worst nightmare. I have always said the left always overplays their hands. Like they had opportunities here. To, to galvanize. They had opportunities here to, I think, really do damage. Man, they, they ruined it in a series of ways, it's, and it's why I said it's what I started with. I think this was the worst week in Trump's presidency. There are not one, but two missteps, and they were missteps, yet the Democrats did worse. And you brought up the impeachment thing. They tried to impeach him. They could not stop Al Green out of, out of Houston, representative, not, not, not the love, let's stay together uh, Al Green we're talking about uh, Congressman <laughs> Al Green they, 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 they failed on that they had opportunity after opportunity to ha- take a moral high ground with Trump and they blew it each and every time they still look fractured they still look divided and when it comes to the border they're still not doing anything they were screaming and yelling at, 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 a, at a, a, a hearing of the other I think it was just the other day but they're still not doing anything about it Yes, they look worse. It's amazing.
1: It's because the ID is running the party, in the dem- on the Democratic side, and now you have a face for the ID, and it's for Congresswomen, yep. and that's and that that's a plan. P- That's a problem. Now, you, oh, you think this is? Uh, listen, I, I I
2: think that was Trump's plan. Yes,
1: you, you think it was that well that well thought out. Yes, I think that the plan was to further
0: put them as the face of the party. Absolutely, positively, and it's why President Trump. Uh, so often talked about the fact that uh, it, after the Democrats won the House, he really hopes Nancy Pelosi is the speaker. He said that repeatedly because, of mm-hmm. course, you wanted that, and now you need yourself a, a new enemy. That's standard politics. None of that is, is shocking to me in, in any way at all. And I'm just saying the first three tweets didn't get you there. It was a clumsy way in. It was a clumsy way in. Everything he has tweeted since... And b- by the way, as of, as of this moment that I'm speaking, and I, I could have missed something. That's all fine. That's all fine. There's no issue with, with anything there. You know, uh, pointing out how progressive or, 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 or how these progressives are acting, pointing out the anti-Semitism, pointing out uh, their, their inability to work on the border, talking about uh, how they speak about, uh, in so many ways, talk about the country. People actually get the feel that they hate the place. And it's because, well, the way they talk about the place, they hate the place. And it's so insane because the one thing that is true is that Ilhan Omar should be the great American success story. Everything about her story is amazing. Somali refugee comes to the country, learns the language, goes to school, becomes a state representative, becomes a member of Congress. That should be a poster. It should be up on walls. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Didn't like what was happening in the political system. She was a bartender. Decided, I'm going to do something about it. Ran against a 20-year congressman, a 10-term incumbent, and beat him. That's an unbelievable story. It's an unbelievable story. And those are only in America kind of stories. The ones we're supposed to love and adore and cherish. And you get the feeling from them. They're like, yeah, this place sucks. And you people suck. And everybody sucks. And it's... Good gosh, this is exhausting. And this is why they've, they've certainly lost, they have no high ground. I want to make sure I'm clear about that. They have no moral high ground. And they had opportunity after opportunity and they blew it. It's why it's a worse week for them. And I'm curious as to what we think the next weeks are, are going to bring. But the one thing I do know every Republican in America is going to refer to Cortez as the leader of the party. That's going to drive Nancy Pelosi out of her damn oh, yeah. mind. Oh,
2: yeah. More infighting is going to happen. Because she had mo- She was trying to whip him under control, and then this happened, and so she has to be on their side.
1: But it, it really is a preview of what, uh, what's to come in our, in our country when you have a very popular political movement led by these ladies uh, who will think that anyone to the right of Nancy Pelosi is a racist. Yeah. Anybody to the right of Nancy Pelosi? Anybody to the right of Nancy Pelosi? Nancy they, Pelosi, they, they, they didn't come out and use those words. They tiptoed around it. But they basically...
0: No, no, no. I think they came out and used those words. Why is Nancy Pelosi pointing directly at women of color? The whole women of color thing. There is a great piece by Kira Davis. And I, I was thrilled because I actually had mentioned this on air on Wednesday. And then Thursday, there was the article. And it's not because of me. I think she'd already been writing it. And it's just when it published. So Kira Davis is a black woman out of California. And she is spectacular. Real Kira Davis on Twitter. She's part of the Smart... Does she do Smart Girl Politics with you guys? Yeah,
2: we host the podcast.
0: Smart Girl Politics podcast. And she writes this article that why is Representative Ocasio-Cortez talking about women of color and using it as a shield? Because she doesn't get to make the claim that black women get to make in terms of what's going on in America. She's right. Kira Davis is totally right. I brought up this point. Do people think it's appropriation? Do they think it's uh-huh. co-opting what, she, what Cortez is doing? And Kira Davis has, it's the definitive article on the subject. 150% that she's, that Ocasio-Cortez that is basically trying to, give cover to all groups of people who want to make claim of women of color as if somehow they're unassailable. And to prove her point, I mean, she did it to Nancy Pelosi. All Nancy Pelosi said is that these women have no power. They've got their Twitter or public whatever, but they were only four votes. And that got from them a, well, you're a, you're a racist. Man, rough times in the kingdom for sure. This is the high West. Where's Where's my bourbon? Where's my, where's
1: my bourbon? You gave it to right April. Yeah.
0: April. April, you got it on the cube already. <laughs> I, How are you doing do, with
2: this? I do. I do not love it. Is this, <laughs> one, of those, is this one of those Kentucky bourbons? Mm.
0: What well, is it? Well, it's Indiana and Kentucky. It's Indiana and Kentucky. It's a mix of bourbon. There's a six-year Kentucky in it, a 13-year Kentucky, and there's a two-year that has a mash bill 75% corn, 20% rye, and 5% uh, malt uh, barley. Right, and so that's what it's the High West whiskey, American Prairie, uh, uh, bourbon, I should say. High West American Prairie bourbon. Um, I'm not a great fan of it either. It's not. It's a little sweet at the end. Now the chill has kind of worn off mine because I only had a chip, mm. and I'm not. I think I. I would think I would prefer to have this uh, chilled. Um, I think the nose is lovely.
2: The nose is good. Yeah. The honey
0: and the, and the oh. bit of a nougat, and there is a bit of a, of, of of a vanilla kind of a finish. But it's sweet, not in the, in the fruit way. And I, I think that that's going to be the way I start describing it. I like the fruit finishes, like of the dovetail and some other things. Much better than that. This is... Uh, I mean, listen, give it a try. They also have a rye. They've got a few other things. And, uh, and it's $30 a bottle. So if you want to try it for 30 bucks, go ahead. Yeah, might as well. 30 bucks is worth throwing some money at and having with some friends and saying, hey, what do you think? And giving something... Uh, A uh, a try. It's got good reviews. People uh, seem to to like it. Just you know, none of us. I think it's fine. Well, you gonna finish mine? Okay.
2: (laughs) Well, you got to finish mine too. So
1: okay.
0: (laughs)
2: We got we got plenty of time
1: today. He seems very worried. I'm the Mikey of Bourbon. This is eat, drink, smoke. Eat, Drink, Smoke,
0: Tony Katz, Fingers Malloy, April D. Gregory, Blend Bar Cigar, Indianapolis, Indiana. What's so funny, Fingers? You started giggling. You sounded a little like Jiminy Glick. Oh, did I? Yeah. It's well, so good to be with you, everybody.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you get your things.
0: Jiminy Glick, with do great things here. I like you, kid. I think you're good. You're going places. Now, let me ask you a question about that cigar. That's not... I. I so, Jiminy Glick is a character played by Martin Short. And it is... He did a talk show as this really overweight, overly flamboyant, way too full of himself character named Jiminy Glick. It's glorious. So, find it. Find it. Watch it. It's spectacular. We're here at Blend Bar Cigar, Indianapolis, uh, Indiana, where we uh, smoke unbelievable cigars. They've got a Fantastic, Humidora. They're in Nashville, they're in Houston, they're in Pittsburgh. Uh, presented by Fanimation. Great ceiling fans, especially people. We I've been talking about the heat and everything else the people are dealing with indoor and outdoor, and uh, the LED lighting, totally customizable. Fanimation.com. These people are fantastic and, and thrilled to have them. Uh, as sponsors and want people to support them and go and find them and they're on Twitter Fanimation and uh, Fanimation.com and tell them you heard about an Eat drink smoke and buy yourself a ceiling fan get two ceiling fans you know what get three your house is always so warm I'm, I come over and I'm like this place is terrible so go get a, a Fanimation.com ceiling fan here at Blend yes their cigar room
1: it's yes. humid in there
0: yes, it's amazing how the humidor works uh, there's there's a lot to get into, and I, I want to share this Disney story. But has everybody gone and gotten themselves a? Uh, have they subscribed to the podcast? Make sure you head over to uh, iTunes or Apple Podcasts. I don't even know what they call it anymore. And subscribe to Eat, Drink, Smoke. You want to give it a five star review, and you want to write a review. It's that's you want to do that immediately, if not sooner. We're growing, we're building. We've changed categories to make sure more people find the podcast. So head over. And, and uh, right now, subscribe, eat, drink, smoke, and write a five-star... Write a review and give it a five-star review. Do the, the, whole, the whole thing, and then get yourself a Fanimation fan. Uh, and then, and then of course, uh, uh, what else? I don't know what else. Uh, follow me on, on Facebook, Tony Katz Radio, and Twitter and Instagram, Tony Katz. You'll be better off. I assume. I assume your life will be better off. The story of DoorDash. When you order delivery... I believe there's a sacred oath, a sacred oath, April D. Gregory, between you and your delivery driver. You agree to pay money, and they agree to bring you food. Very simple, very easy, no questions. That's how the process works. DoorDash is one of these services that, you know, they should, they should be a sponsor of the show. We're eat, drink, smoke. They should be a sponsor. They could be bringing us food right now. And, and, and you, you, you order it, you do the whole thing by the app, and then somebody comes and delivers it. A guy in Pennsylvania orders six ribs from a local barbecue restaurant. Now, before anything, nobody just orders six ribs. It's like Chris Rock and I'm going to get you, sucker. <laughs> just one rib. Nobody orders just six ribs. It's not the way it works. You order a full slab like a man. Can I tell you, I said uh, uh, the other day on Twitter, I was t- uh, in, in a conversation with somebody. It was, it was heated, and somebody tried to interject, and I said, be quiet, men are talking. Oh, my God. Um, uh, they were so offended. You could actually feel the beta maleness, you know, just just like uh, false slapping you. Like, I can't believe you said that. Ugh. It was, people are ridiculous. There's, I didn't know that that was.
2: But then he waited until you, he knew you'd be asleep to retweet it. And like to his followers? Oh,
0: is
1: that right?
2: Yeah, it was like eleven. I was like, I know you do that on purpose because you know he gets up early.
1: Did he tag ninety eight degrees too? <laughs> so, so you don't get just one he rib. He
2: and I get along.
0: And and so this guy takes a picture of his food. He orders ribs. Two of the ribs are half eaten. Actual bite marks in the ribs. Now, Doordash fired the the the, the driver. Isn't working with the driver. Dude, you can't do that. This is the kind of stuff that freaks people out. First, you're licking my ice cream, then you're gargling my mouthwash, and that's not a euphemism. And now, <laughs> and now you're eating my ribs. You, you, you can't have a society that, like this.
1: Are we sure it was the driver? Are we sure? Did we have? Uh, was Quincy there with forensic evidence? Did they get teeth mold and Hold compare on, I it to? I'm just the- giving
0: everybody a chance to go to their search engine and look up Quincy. Yeah,
1: yeah go to Ask Jeeves. Right. Um, but uh That's Jack
0: Klugman <laughs> for those of us playing the home game.
1: Jack Clugman. I I don't I don't do DoorDash anymore because that or Uber Eats. It freaks me You're out. You're just
2: making this up. Did you ever do it before? Yes. Okay. Well, my DoorDash always comes in a red bag. And the, the mine picture, does not. The yeah. pictures here show it. Okay, mine does. Um
1: well, aren't you special yeah,
2: that's just kind
0: of no mine comes in a plastic bag what is
2: wrong with people like the, the
0: bag the food's in does, yeah well, well I know there's like a special bag they may carry like to keep things hot or whatever yeah that's what I, I'm
2: saying like you would have th- thought these would have been in that bag and then it'd have been harder for him to get to like if he's craving well, it's some not ribs like like
0: a, could you imagine all right so the so the bag is locked and you have to have a code that we send to you when the Doordash arrives so you can unlock the bag and get to the treasures within okay. it's a chastity belt for food Hold on, that's genius. This is genius, and we're gonna have to do this. And we're gonna need double, like 2 double fa- two-factor authentication, and everything. S- stop the podcast. We have to go. <laughs> Does anybody here know how to make an app?
2: We gotta go make money. <laughs> that's our million-dollar. No, so speaking of look, the ice cream thing. Someone I know that you guys might know also. She lives in Northern Virginia. She uh, was at the grocery store yesterday, and nope, buying I don't ice cream. You. Buying ice cream, and the cashier opened it up to check.
0: No, the
2: plastic inside had been peeled away, and she told her, our friend, my friend, um, I had to check your ice cream because we just had an ice cream liquor in here half an hour ago. They caught someone in their grocery store licking the ice cream in a wealthy suburb of a suburb of Virginia.
0: This is the end of civilization. What
1: happened to flash mobs? <laughs>
0: Remember when things
1: were simple and people were just wilding? You yeah. just walked into a grocery store and said, "Let's dance." I'm
0: oh, sorry, that was really funny. Yeah, like like there. Were, this is just. I thought you meant mobs like mobs. I didn't mean the, the <laughs> no, dancing. No. I, I took it to a way other extreme, and I'd like to apologize. Well,
1: 2019.
0: You can't. It's it, it's it's awful when you can't trust things, and it's awful when people are disgusting, and they are. There's. You, Fingers Malloy, brought up a point last week that has not left me. You're like, what if these people are faking it and they're doing it for the clicks? What if everything is a fake? So everybody is doing the Face app from Facebook, which is the most insane thing ever because it's a Russian company, and now you're giving... It's, it's not that you're giving Russia your data. It's that they have the right to use your image for anything, at any time, for commercial purposes. You have no rights to it.
2: And then after Trump wins in 2020, we're going to bitch about... Russia, Russia, Russia! Yeah. Ruining the election again. You just gave them all your Cambridge life. Cambridge
1: Analytica was a dream. It, it never really happened. Why? Why do I need a phone app to remind me that Father Time is an asshole? Why do I need this? I don't need this in my life. Oh, you want to look old? Get on Facebook and look at pictures of you from ten years ago. <laughs> seriously what is you're this so obsession angry. what is this obsession oh gee what would I look like 10 years older well just look at a picture from 2009 I gotta and then admit. look in the mirror like, like, it's no, kind it of amazing was
0: like 30 years older I, it, it, how the pictures look is kind of amazing but like everything is the deep fake right everything is the this isn't real we're just making it look real and if now you're, you're having these people engage in all this stuff for the clicks like I don't think in the in the delivery thing I mean, I think people have eaten your pizza before. I don't think this is anything new. Or spit uh,
2: on it, or something. If you gosh. tick them off at the restaurant,
0: good lord! But like, I don't know. What, you, you don't know what to trust, and you need to be able to trust the basic things. The delivery driver needs to just bring the food as food. That's it. Don't touch it. Bring your bring your snacks. If you're if if the smell of the food makes you hungry all day, bring yourself a protein bar, and you're going to be fine. Just leave my food alone is a very simple rule.
1: Have you ever had... I have not had a good experience with these apps when it comes to food delivery. Really? You want to do one right now?
2: Well, of course.
0: Well,
1: I, I do know. Yeah, I, yeah. Mean, I, don't, I mean, you can test it out. What are we going to do? Have chilies delivered? <laughs> oh. Well, the, here, here's what happens. Most Why of the time... Why do you hate? Because they aren't like pizza. They don't have the specialty little container sleeve, whatever, that they put in to keeps the pizza warm. So the restaurant's 15 no, minutes away. It's the, cold. in
2: the bag, the insulated bag. Oh,
1: no. I've never had anything in an insulated bag. Usually it's plastic well, bags. That's what comes it to, to your door. You don't know it's in the car. Well, um, Okay, maybe in the car. But every time I've gotten food, and, and a lot of times I've only ordered from places that are like five, ten minutes away from my house, the food's cold. But I, like, I think really? you have yeah. to be
2: I'm, smart about what you th- are having. I mean, a pizza's going to keep, right? But a hamburger, yeah, might get soggy. Hamburgers
0: never deliver well. It doesn't work. Uh, ribs deliver great. I mean, when they're not eating, <laughs> ribs deliver just terrific. We are smoking today the Camacho Corojo Distillery Edition. Now, the Camacho Corojo is a very strong cigar. This is a full-bodied uh, smoke right here from the people at Camacho. Uh, it is a hon- it's a Honduran and Oregon origin. Um, with a uh, Corojo binder and uh, Honduran um, filler and also a Corojo wrapper. This is an intense, intense smoke. Uh, that's no other way uh, to describe it. It's gonna give you um, the, the leathers, it's gonna give you walnuts, uh, it's gonna have some, some sweetness as well. But in terms of how review how cigars, mild, medium, and, and full bodied, this is full bodied. With the distillery, what they do is they take the cigar, and then they age it for six months in distilled bourbon barrels. That's interesting. Now, some people say this will give it an extra kick. Now, this, as a cigar, just in terms of size, so we understand what we're dealing with here, uh, this is not not a Gordo. This is a... Well, it's bigger than a Robusta. This is a Toro. Sorry. I had to take a look at a second. Uh, so it's a, it's a 6 by 50. So the ring gauge is 50. How fat the cigar is around. Tee-hee. I don't know why it makes you laugh after all this time. a 6 refers to the length. It's a 6-inch cigar.
1: Really nothing? Uh, well, I just got reprimanded, so I'm going to be more mature. I didn't think that was going to
0: be the case. You're going to find this for between 9 and $12 a stick. So it's, it's, it's a solid, solid price point for a very, very strong Strong cigar. The idea that the distillery that it that it's six months in the bourbon barrel is giving an extra kick. I'm not noticing it. I'm not noticing a damn thing. Literally, absolutely nothing. It doesn't mean I wouldn't get the cigar. You could use the cigar in a bunch of places, but you gotta want the intensity of this thing.
1: This how, is how important uh, is it to you for a cigar to have a story? Like we, you, you know, you've brought up different bourbons that we've had that there's a story right. behind it. Uh, I mean, does does this add to the experience at all? That how it. uh,
2: Well, as you consider they're all hand rolled, then it'd be for some of them, it would be nice to know the story.
0: So there's like, for example, there's Padrone, and there's a story of the hammer, and 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 the hammer is about. uh uh, the, the founder of the company, who uh, when he came to America, all he had was a hammer, and he started as a carpenter. And how he built up this this life of his with this hammer. So they they respect that, and they 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 hearken back to it. And you see it in rappers and um, and also I think it's in the, on the, uh, a, a couple of their cigars. You know the the, the hammer. Uh, so yeah, a story is is fun. A story is cool about how they came and how they built and 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 how they grew. Uh, there's not always a story. I think that. You, uh, st- the the spirits business, the bourbon people, the distillers are better at story, you know, and then than others, and, and because there's, I, I think that it just leads to more uh, conversation. I think with cigars, very often people are like, well, what kind of cigar? What kind of flavors am I getting uh, from it? And they want to engage it uh, that way. So uh, I, I, maybe it's my own misgivings, right? Maybe I don't know enough stories to be able to say, oh yeah, they've all got a story, because I don't think they all do have a, a, a story. I think the story is in what the, the the person who's blending it, what they saw fit to put together for the cigar. I think that's the story uh, in, in and of itself. And some of these blenders, they really know their stuff. I am not, as a standard, a Camacho fan. I'm not opposed. We've had good Camachos before. Um, we did the Candela, which is that light green kind of wrapper. Of, of but this, I, I wanted—I wanted to give it a go. Part of cigars for me is trying new things, expanding the horizons, being able to share this. My story of what I was doing when I was smoking it, and then what it was like to smoke it. Are you all right, April? April, breathe. What just happened to you?
2: My beer.
0: Oh, she's drinking a she's drinking a Stella Artois spritzer. Did you
1: yeah. just choke on a spritzer? I
0: did.
1: Wow, not a euphemism. Wow. as opposed to choking on a Spitzer. Oh, my God. Which An Elliot Spitzer joke? Come on. (laughs) An Elliot Spitzer joke is worth the price of admission
0: right there. (sighs) Abigail Disney, is that her name? The heir to the Disney fortune? She has been in the news lately because she signed on to this letter telling Congress they should raise her taxes, that rich people should pay more taxes. And she did, uh, back in March, she did an interview where uh, she's being asked about why she wants to raise taxes, and that you know, if you raise taxes to uh, that 70% level, so back in the day, Eisenhower days, uh, tax rates were like 70%, 90%. Now, it wasn't on the totality of your income. It was on incomes over a certain dollar amount. And so the argument was that was a better economic time, and that's what caused uh, the boom. Now, I'm not one of those people. Uh, Taxation is theft, and and I'm never going to pull away from that because I can do math. Um, I, I am someone who believes, and I know people have called me radical for this, I don't even believe in income taxes at all. Government has no place, as I see it, being involved in the contract I've created with an employer where I get dollars for providing a service. They shouldn't have any right to engage taxation on that. Now, I'm never going to get my way. Taxation is here. The income tax is here, right? So that's 1913. That was That was the end of it. I'm never going to be able to get rid of it. I'm going to just keep fighting to get rid of it is, is what I'm, I'm going to do. I'm also somebody who argues that you can't actually point to a good that has come from the income tax. The income tax has only divided people. It's only created strife. It's only created fights. It's only created animosity. That's all it's ever done. This is not saying that government can't have taxes. Government can have taxes. It's the income tax. It's specifically me being told that I have to pay for the government. When I'm the guy providing services, I'm providing my labor and getting compensated for it, that they get a piece of my compensation.
1: That's wrong. I think the only thing that's more disgusting is property taxes. I was going
2: to say, like, why oh, would... It?
1: dude. You don't actually own your you never property.
2: own anything.
1: Uh, that is so right. Property taxes drive me nuts. It
0: drives me nuts that we do, like, school funding, the, the whole formulas from property taxes. It's a, it's a killer because you don't own your house. You have your house, and if you don't pay your taxes, now the state has your house. So I'm basically renting my house. I paid a lot of money to rent my house, and sometimes I get a profit out of
1: it. And you hear of these families that have had property in the family for years and years and years and years and generations, and then the taxes get so high that they can't afford the property anymore. And there are people out there that say, well, they should just sell it. And that's obscene to me.
0: Well, there are some people, when we talk about, let's say, family farms— Right? And they, they, the tax that comes from it. They didn't do the preparation necessary to move that farm down the generations. And it's like when I hear Aaron Spelling. Aaron Spelling, we're talking about the father of Tori Spelling, a guy who made outrageous money in television and in entertainment. He dies. He left nothing. Nothing to his daughter. Nothing. And he then he gave
2: the, it all to her the, to the, the wife. wife
0: who wasn't the mother, and she threw her out of the house. Gross. To hell with Aaron Spelling. Now, Tori, I don't mean to be rude. You can, you can call me and tell me that you think I'm wrong or, or whatever the case may be. It is abhorrent to me that he didn't plan that. And there are some people, I'm actually going through this with my parents right now. My father's 81. You know, they're not crazy. They know that, it, listen, they, they want 10 more years, but they're, seri- they're, they're realistic about the, the reality of their situation. You know, luckily they're for the most part healthy. But for the most part healthy at 81 is still problematic. And so it's been a conversation now about uh, some business dealings they have here and, and and some other things. And how do you work this out now so you don't have to deal with the insanity then? And I find it disgusting when people don't plan ahead. Uh, and so with, with some of the family farm stuff, some of it, not all of it, fingers. they could have done something if they had just already given it to the kids already moved it around but some people they're so like they're they're like dug in this is my farm this is my house this
1: is my thing and no one i'm gonna have it till i die is it really that important well that's estate taxes versus property taxes i mean when you talk about property taxes getting to the point where someone can't afford their home anymore it, it just shows once again that you really don't own your property that you could be bullied off of your property by by government and it's sickening to me uh, but going back to uh, the Disney woman, uh, uh, you just want to say to Elsa for crying out loud, <laughs> just just write a bigger check for crying out loud. So what she, first of all, you're 100% right. You know, I say first of
0: all a lot. I want to apologize. I got to break myself with that habit. Yes. If you want to pay more taxes, there's actually a line where you can fill it in. You can write a bigger check. Go right ahead. But she's doing this interview and, uh, and she's uh, talking about how we should pay more taxes. And someone said, well, you know, if you had a 70% tax rate, people would leave the country. And she said, you know what? If they're not willing to pay higher taxes, they're welcome to leave. First, when Trump said that, it was the end of the world.
2: My God.
0: If you don't want to pay more taxes, you're welcome to leave as if somehow that's the American thing to do. Why doesn't she be the uber American and just start writing checks Mm -hmm. for tens of millions of dollars? Yeah. Now I I think part of her problem is the level of guilt she feels, which she shouldn't feel, but she feels it. She didn't create anything. She may not have a creative bone in her body, for all I know. But her uncle and dad or her, her grandfather, whatever it is, created so all of this. So she feels
2: white rich guilt.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. She feels all the guilt in all the ways.
2: Oh, well, she can write a check, all right. Damn My name is April. <laughs> I won't feel one bit of guilt.
1: I just, I, it doesn't compute to me, the the idea that, say, you are an entrepreneur, you, you build your brand, you build a business, you work 60, 70 plus hours a week, and you become a millionaire, and then there are people out there that think to themselves, uh, the federal government should be able to come in and take 70% of your income. It's You're obscene. T- well, so
0: so on those numbers, it's 70% over the first uh, 10 million or whatever the, the number is, those, those graduating scales. It's the estate stuff that drives me nuts. The death I'm tax. I'm telling you. Yeah, the death tax. I'm telling you, part of the reason I work as hard as I do is so I can leave a better, I can have a better life while I'm alive. I can make sure my wife is taken care of if I should pass and that my kids have a better shot than me. I am working to be able to leave it to my kids and give it to them while they're alive hopefully. I'm not waiting Till I die, some people do that. They're like, "Oh, then, you know, when I pass, you're going to get this, you're going to get that, and you're gonna get the other." That's great, but how about you spend a little bit of it now and maybe have the grandkids come visit you this summer? Right? They, it's it, it, people are very strange when it comes to money, and they they don't have these conversations. That it's it's like it's this hidden kind of thing. It it makes no sense. Well, there
2: is there is a generational thing with that because a lot of the um, the generation that had the boomers, like it it was. Very important to them that they had something to leave, to, like that was their generation. We have to have something to leave to our kids. Um, I've heard multiple people of of that generation say that that's you talking about,
0: like like greatest generation or baby boomer generation.
2: The greatest generation, like they have to have something for their kids. Like that was kind of a status symbol, having something to leave for the kids. I think
0: it's a human symbol. Well, not leaving something to my kids. Destroys me. When I was broke, when I lost everything, because I mean, I mean,
2: as opposed to spending it on them now, or or, or, or giving to them now, or finding ways.
0: See, oh, oh, oh. See, I think that's a little nuts. No, if I can give it to them now, I'll give it to them now and set and set them up and, and help them get set up. I've said this about, for example, college. If I live in a world where you can get loans for college, I can't get a loan for retirement. So, as a a man with a wife. I feel my responsibility is to prepare for retirement when I can't work, when nobody wants to hear my voice anymore, and you can always get a loan for college. But if I'm going to help with college, I still feel that way about the loan. I am better off getting you a condo, wherever it is you go to school, and then you have a roommate, and the roommate pays rent, and you'll learn about the roommate that screws you over. (laughs) You'll learn how to deal with those situations, you'll learn about people. And then you'll learn how to budget and manage money and pay your bills and do all that. And you will have this asset that you can always rely on or you could sell and get another asset. Or to, I'm doing you a larger favor, I think, by engaging you in real estate than I am in paying for your education. People focused on paying for an education, I think, are missing the boat in a big way. Aren't I better off preparing you for life than preparing you for debt?
1: It's a, It's a... It's a very misguided view That people have in the world well, we, we just have a bizarre educational system Where you have kids who graduate from high school Forget about the college conversation Right Who graduate from high school Don't know anything about balancing a checkbook Or how to get a mortgage Or some of the things that you really need to know about life You're not prepared for it when you leave high school Because it's not taught in the schools Bring back home ec Yeah
0: I, I, I wholeheartedly agree Comex shop all of it. All of, not everybody has to code. It's just nonsense. Learn to code screw it, learn to weld. Learn to fix my air conditioner. Learn to be a plumber. There's uh, there are great things you can do out there. I'm not saying they're the only things you can do out there. But I I so much don't agree with jumping to college right after high school. You should your kids are going to come home to live with you anyway. That's gonna happen in in large swaths of today's world. So why send them to college where they're getting wholly indoctrinated where they're subjected to the insan- and drunk and well so listen they can get drunk anyway but they're they they're, they're, the insanities on college campuses are through the roof. Why rush take a couple years learn a skill, learn how to make money, learn how to live on your own after you've made some money stay at home for a while sure. Then take those skills and grow those skills and then say to yourself when you're 20 or 21, okay, I think I have an idea of what I want to do. I'm going to go learn this. You will be much more prepared to learn it and you'll be much more able to deal with the nonsense on a college campus because you'll be like, okay, I'm not worried about those children over there. I know what I want to do and I'm going about getting the thing and I'm not worried about the, you know, you, you have an easier time fighting that. And no matter what happens, if the job doesn't work or whatever, you've got the skills that you can rely on uh, to be able to make a living. As I always say, as my my father said it to me, and take a girl out on a date.
1: You know yeah. what I mean. And there are there are jobs out there that aren't necessarily trades jobs that you can get where you don't have to go to college either. If I would, uh, if I could go back and do it all over again, I think I would have um, got my real estate license right after high school. Yeah, but you get your real estate license right now. Oh yeah. No, but I get that. But wouldn't have gone to college. Oh, "Oh, I would start start a real estate career in my early twenties, and if you get good at it, Mm -hmm. you can have a very lucrative uh, retirement portfolio if you start in real estate in your early twenties. And you, you you know, if you don't want to be a plumber or welding isn't for you, but that this woman from uh, this Disney woman, Elsa.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Just gonna that she. That she thinks that that uh, the, what makes somebody a solid
1: American,
0: a solid American, is to pay more taxes.
1: It's patriotic, Tony. It's
0: not patriotic. That's ridiculous. I mean, that's embarrassingly daft, and really goes, I think, to to sickness, right? I don't joke about mental illness. Uh, it's, it's just not funny. But what, it, what has society done to you where you feel so guilty about your wealth that you think that government should mandate your punishment? You can't do it on your own. You can't just say, I'm going to share this here. I'm going to spend this there. I'm going to give the government this. I'm going to do that. You need government to dictate this. You feel so guilty. You demand that the power with a gun force other people to feel as guilty as you. Or they don't feel as guilty as you, but they have to act the same way as you do, so you don't feel as guilty about doing the paying more taxes. Whoa. That's messed up in the head.
1: Well, and it's such empty rhetoric, too. It's like she wants to get social media kudos for making statements for the like that. Uh, yes.
2: Yes. Really? Yeah.
1: What oh, else would it be? I'm telling you what. If they changed the tax code, she would be the first person that would try to get around it.
2: <laughs> Stop <are> they. it. <laughs> They're all the same.
0: I, I I think that no. I think there are some people who have these like wild, maniacal guilts, and because they've been told and
1: taught to be guilty in public, public. They, you think it's different. Okay, yes.
2: then relinquish it all. Go live like a, a pauper. Go live in a hundred and forty no, thousand dollars house. Crazy. If you feel so guilty and it's real. Go right. live in a h- like so the rest of us. So none
0: of it's real, all of it's virtue signal. Come somewhere. to Indiana. Right. We'll th-
2: get you a house for 150000 But it's still 000. based on
0: guilt because the only reason the virtue signal is so that people who are never going to have this problem are like, good for you, that's the mm-hmm. way to fight for the little guy. Is it mm-hmm.
1: based on guilt or is it based on a personality that wants to be loved? And look at how oh, compassion.
0: We're
2: getting psychology. Look
1: at how power happening. I'm so excited. Look at how compassionate I am by telling everyone that I should pay more taxes. Oh, you can right now if you want to. Yeah, but really, there's, the law should be changed. But you can right now if you want to. We should have the law change. Well, you can if you want to. Do it. Right. Stop talking about it. Just, just send the check in.
0: Oh, now I'm thinking about this. I still, I'm, I'm still there. that it's guilt. I. She feels guilt, and the only way it could be assuaged. Is that everybody Should feel the same guilt, And why don't you feel the same guilt? And then, and then she wraps it into The concept of, of patriotism
1: And how American it is And if you don't want to pay taxes you're going to leave Good we don't want you anyway Holy I work my ass off for my money I'm not in her income tax bracket But I get disgusted every April 15th And every time I look at my paycheck And see how much is taken out of it and don't tell me I'm not patriotic.
2: Well, that's the thing. Everybody should be looking at their paycheck and being disgusted. Just like that first time you got a paycheck when you were 16 and you looked at it and you were completely disgusted that all of your money was gone. We should be doing that every single week.
1: Well, some of us you you know, started s- working at 12, but go ahead. <laughs> would you- 16. Look at yes. you. The coal mines. <laughs>
0: uh, Fingers Malloy was in. <laughs> <laughs> He'd come out face full of soot mm-hmm.
1: and mother Those would be there with there. an apple and some... <laughs> And some barley soup and saying, that's my boy. That's right. She got home from a long day of selling pencils on the street corner.
2: Tough life. On what, those pencils.
1: Where are we on this Corojo?
0: This is the Corojo, uh, Camacho Corojo Distillery Aged Toro right here. Uh, so this is a Camacho Corojo that has been aged for six months in distillery bourbon barrels. Where are, you're, I'm into the second third on this. It's a Toro. This is a 50 by yeah. 6. Where are you, April?
2: It's getting better. I, I didn't love it at first because it was just so you know I like a little bit of spice and what to my cigars, and this does not have it. No. This is just no spice. like a this is a tobaccoy cigar, and I I need a little bit more flavor than just a straight burn cigar. So it's getting a little bit better.
0: I can appre- I, I I think that's actually a really. Good, good way to say it. I, I think the construction is, is fine. I think the draw is 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 pretty easy. That hasn't bothered me. How much you know? did you say this was a stick? Between eight and eleven. Between, I'm no, sorry, between nine and twelve. It's between not, nine and twelve, a, 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 a stick online. You can buy a box of twenty for hundred and fifty three dollars. Don't buy a
2: box of twenty. It's not that good.
1: I wouldn't either. No, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't either. If someone hands this to you, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and, and remember,
2: I'm, I'm honestly not buying. I would not buy. There
0: this are one. other there are other Camachos that are not as as strong. This is as strong as they do. This is on the intensity scale. This is flat out through uh, the the roof. So if you like those kinds of things, go ahead. Um, as of yet, there isn't enough popping out. There isn't enough movement in the cigar, and I do not know. What the extra kick is from the There's bourbon not agent.
2: Flavor. It's just all. It's just all uh, tobacco.
0: See, but I don't. All right, I don't mind that. I'm okay with that. And every now and then, I'm fine with a single note cigar. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a, I'm a little more than a single note here, uh, but if you tell me that it's distillery edition and you tell me that it's aged in these bourbon barrels, right. I want to feel something out right. of that. I want to know, like, like, can I get a citrus? Note out of it from the bourbon. Can I get a vanilla note out of it or a butterscotch or something out of it? I'm not talking about flavored. I'm not into flavored cigars. But if you're going to age it in a bourbon barrel, I want to. I want to know I'm getting something out of that, as opposed to did I just get more uh, a gimmick on it? You know what I mean? Um, so and and again, try Camachos. They they do have a, a a very large line, usually an extremely good price point, and and worth trying absolutely worth trying and also make sure you've subscribed to eat drink smoke on itunes and you give it that five-star review really really important that you write a review and give it a five-star review on itunes uh, apple Podcasts, eat drink smoke and the facebook page uh, facebook.com eat drink smoke now you can find fingers malloy on facebook fingers malloy radio he's got the enough already podcast he's got the snark factor uh, podcast A Wham Talk 1600 is where you hear his radio show. April D. Gregory is part of the Smart Girl Politics podcast. And you find that at ricochet.com. April D. Gregory on Twitter. Tony Katz Radio on Facebook. Tony Katz Twitter and Instagram. That's where you find me and Blend Bar Cigar. This is this is the place to smoke. Blend is just such a good spot. Yep. Oh, for, uh, This is where you go to hang. This is where you go for the bachelor party. This is where you go with with couples. Everything happens at Blend. And Fanimation, our great sponsor. If you're at Blend, all the ceiling fans at Blend are Fanimation.com fans. They do just such great work. Fanimation.com for your ceiling fans. Style selection. Craftsmanship. They're incredible. Incredible people. Thrilled to have them with us. Get subscribed. And this is Eat, Drink, Smoke.